Picking up the bottom down the days, the Gemara brings down that which the Mishnah said that a sukkah that's not ten tefachim high is possible. Where do we know that from? So the Gemara brings down a drosha basically <coughs> that Aaron was nine tefachim, and the kaparis, the cover of the Aaron was a tefach, and that's ten tefachim. And we have a pasuk that it says Hashem will speak from you from above the kaparis. So you see, it's a different rishos because Rav Yaisi said that the shchinah never came down to this rishos meaning lower to the intent tefachim, closer to the ground. The Gemara brings down a few questions on that, that we see that Hashem did come lower, or that Moshe and Elio did go up, and each one we have a teretz for, that it was above ten tefachim, with regard to Moshe grabbing onto the to the uh, Kisya Kavit, it extended, um, Parshas, um, it extended out, and he grabbed onto that. Um... So the Gemara says, I understand that you have a Makar, that the Aaron is nine Tvachim, because the Pasuk says it was an Amma and a half high. And an Amma is six Tvachim, plus a half an Amma, it's three, six and three is nine. But how do you know that the Kaparis was a Tefach? So the Gemara says, because we say that anything that the Torah did not give us a measurement for it. So we'll learn out from the smallest of the utensils in the Mizgeres, which was a... Um, the... the Border was a tefach around the shulchan, around the aron, etc. So, fractigemaro, why don't we learn off the utensils itself, which are much bigger? No, tafasta, marubalai tafasta, tafasta, mua tafasta. You always take this smaller amount because that for sure you know you have. Fractigemaro, let's learn off from sits. That we know that sits was two etzbois wide, and it went from ear to ear, may oizen lo oizen from ear to ear. Okay, then we have get into a sidetrack of that it was whether. The Kodesh Lashem was written on two lines or one line. Um, so the Gemara answers, no, that's a tachshit. That's a, a, that's a, a, a jewelry. In fact, the Gemara would let's learn from the Zer. The Zer was the crown which surrounded the Shulchan, the Menorah, the, the, uh, the, um, the Mizbeach Hazov. Because that is a uh, Mashu'hu. No, we learn out from the Kli, but we don't learn out from a Heksha Kli. A Heksha Kli is like an addition to the Kli itself, not the Iker Kli. Ask the Gemara if that's the case, that we shouldn't be able to learn out from the Mizgeres, which is also a Heksha Kli, that's not the main part of the Kli. And the Gemara says, no, the Mizgeres was actually underneath the Shulchan. The table was on top of that. It was underneath it. It wasn't something which was above. In fact, the Gemara, that only works according to the Manda Omer that the Mizgeres was below. But if it was above, then it's a hachshikli. So what are we going to say? And for the Gemara, no. Rather, we 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 learn out what the shear is from something that the Torah gave a shear for. Minatayra. We're not going to learn out from the zer or from the tzitz that the Torah didn't really give a shear. At least with so there's no shear, and therefore we don't learn out from there. Puna said a different drasha uh, for how we know that it was a, a tefach because it says al pnei hakaparis kedma. The face of the kaparis and upon him is not less than a tefach, and that's how we know the, the kaparis was a tefach. In fact, maybe it's the, like the face of this bar yuchni bird, which is very large. So I think more tefasta, remember like tefasta. In fact, maybe it's like a bird of a, uh, I'm sorry, the face of a bird which is very small. So I think we have a gzira shava actually that it says al pnei kaparis, and it says, me'etz pnei yitzchok, obviously you see it's referring to a human being's face. Let's learn how many panim shall malo. But there also says panei alekim. 
Even though we answered this already previously, now the Chiddush is that even within Xerah Shava, deciding which Pnei to use as Xerah Shava, we also say, Tafasta Meruvah Lei Tafasta. In fact, the Gemara lets us from the Kruv, also over there it says Pnei Kruv, and the Gemara says, in the Chanavah, that's also a Tefach. Ein Pnei Kruv M'chuz Tefach, and we said that the Ravya, in, I'm sorry, that's what I, in the in Bavel they call a child a Ravya. Um, the Gemara explains that it's not a kasha pnei echel pnei akrov pnei ashin pnei adam because one's an adult and one's a child. Now, but according to this cheshbon of saying that we're learning out from the Arn and the Kapartas, so how do you know that you have to have airspace of the sukkah of ten tefachim? Because by the Arn and the Kapartas it was filled in, so you don't have necessarily the airspace. So the Gemara and the Chanan, we have to we have to be chayzer from that source, and we have a different. So as the Pasuk says that the Vesamikdash that Shlem and Malach built was 60 Amas by, in length, 20 Amas wide, and 30 Amas high. And the top of the Kruvim was 10 Amas. So you see that it was a third of the way up for in the height of the Vesamikdash. And in the Mishkan, we have a Mamatzin, whatever was relative to what to the height was, that's the same thing. Everything was, was uh, paralleled. In the Beis HaMikdash, um, in the Mishkan rather, the Kruvim were 20 Amis high, because it was 60, sorry, 20 Tvachim, 60 Tvachim altogether. Um, like the Kruvim in the Beis HaMikdash were a third of the way up, so to the Kruvim in the Mishkan were a third of the way up, and it says in the Pasuk, V'hayu akruvim parsin kanafayim l'malo, soichichim v'kanfayim. They had their wings spread out above, and they were making schach with their wings. You see that it's ten tzvachim, and the Torah is calling it schach when it's higher than ten tzvachim. How do I know that they lifted it up above their heads? Maybe it was together with their heads, so it wasn't really ten tzvachim space. The Gemara says l'malo, so it means above. Maybe it was more. No, it doesn't say l'malo, l'malo, it only says it fine. Okay, so that's the, that's the final source at this point from the Kruvim, the fact that they were ten tefachim above the Kapuras, and it says the Lashon of Schach. In fact, Gemara, that only worked according to a mayor, how he uses the Amas in the, in the Mishkan, that they were all Bainanis. But according to Yehuda, that says that the Amma of Binyan was six tefachim and the Amma of Utensis was five, comes out that the Kapuras and the Kapuras were actually only eight and a half tefachim high. And if the the wings of the Kruvim were by 20 Tvachim, so that means that between 8.5 and, and 20, there's 11.5 Tvachim. Maybe that's what you have to have for a kosher or a sukkah. So, to Gemara, Rabbi Yehuda learns a halacha Meshim Sinai. As Ravashi said, Shiurim, Chatzitzin, Mechitzin are all halachas Meshim Sinai. So the Gemara says, Shiurim, you're telling me halacha Meshim Sinai? What do you mean? The Daraisa. Because it says in the Pasuk, the Shibas Haminim Eretz Chita Sa'ir Agafin Te'ena Riman and Zeshem Notavosh. And the Rav Hanan said that the whole Pazik is teaching me Shiurim. With regard to Chita, wheat, what's it teaching me? The Beit Samanuga, what happens when a person becomes Tommy when he goes into a house that has Saras? Meaning like this, we have one Pazik that says, You come into the house, you're going to become Tommy. And the other Pazik says, Ha'oichlov, person who eats in the in the bias is going to become Tommy. So the Gemara explains that. When a person comes into the house, he's tummy immediately, but that which he's wearing is only tummy if he's there for the amount of time that it takes to eat a certain amount of bread. 
And what kind of bread? Wheat bread. So that's a reference to that halacha, that it has to be a wheat bread, that kind of eating. Okay, other details with regard to that. She, um, uh, barley, sa'ira, what's that teaching me? That teaching me that the bone, the size of a sa'ira, of a barley, is going to be metame b'magu v'masa, with touch or with carrying it. But it's not metame b'ayil, so that's a halacha referenced in sa'ira. What's grape, gefen, teaching me? That you have to have a revius of wine for a nazir, and that's how you cheshben it. You, you, basically, it's the displacement. If you have a full cup and you look at Rashi, we discuss this at length um, then. The displacement that, however much grapes displace or a vias of wine, that's how much you're going to be, oh, yeah, that's how much is also, or at least I'll be if he eats that. Te'ena, a fig, that's a, like a size of a dried out fig, a gregaris, a dried out fig for Hitzah Shabbos. Rimon, what's that telling me? The halacha of a clay balabatim when it becomes tahar. Why? Because if someone is a selling baskets, even if it gets a small hole, he's not able to sell it anymore, and therefore it's not makaval anymore because it's not a utensil. But a a homeowner, if they have a utensil that has a small hole, so they'll use it for something a little bit bigger. The hole gets a little bigger, they'll use it for even something even larger. Once the hole is the size of a pomegranate, then it loses its shim kli completely and it's tahar. Eretz zeshemen, olives, that's all the shiurim, meaning most of the shiurim of, of isurim, etc., are akezayis. Um, and the final one is dvash, which is honey, referring to dates, that's a large date, is the Shi'ar Yom Kippur. The reason why Yom Kippur is different than other um, Isuri Achila is because the Torah says, V'inisim, you have to afflict yourselves. And eating a Kezayis is not going to take away the affliction, the size of a large date, Chazal or Meshar, and that makes a person somewhat satiated. So, frankly, Gemara says, Kaponim, you see it's Darais, so how can you tell me it's a Halacha Meshim Sinai? And the Gemara answers, No. Alas Yokasha, does it actually say the Shirim in the Pasuk? No, it's Halach Halamash Mesina, and the Pasuk is just an Asmachta Ba'alma. And this is where we will hold it for this week.